Hello, hello, and welcome to our second episode of Flawed Feedback. We got our first mini episode up on Patreon for all tiers, so go over to Patreon and tell me what you think of that episode as soon as you're done with this one. Today, we are talking about some heavy topics, so trigger warning now, our topics surround should children be friends with adults or should adults be friends with children? Rosa found an interesting article that she read, and so that's what we're going to be talking about. And of course, we're going to get on a little bit of a tangent from information about our own childhoods and our own backgrounds. So I really hope you like this, and let's get into it. Okay. So I read an article about um, a little girl. So it's a little girl and her parents. The little girl's mother was cleaning out her backpack, and in her backpack she found... Um, some notes Mm -hmm. and the notes ended up being back and forth correspondence between the little girl and her teacher now I don't remember the little girl's age I know she was school age younger than middle school Mm -hmm. and it seemed pretty innocent um, on the little girl's side Um, and it was just little drawings little just notes but um the teacher was calling her stinky butt. No. Um, So the parents obviously reported it to the school and the teacher, the school refused to do anything. They didn't fire. Yeah. The school said that it was innocent, that it, you know, they, they pretty much defended him and the parents, what they did was immediately pulled her out of that school and put her in a different school. Rosa, Um, that's fucking, that's grooming. Yes. They put her in a different school. And the dad said, you know, I, you know, they're saying it's innocent. They, you know, they could be right. I, I, I don't feel they are, but in the event that they could be right, I'm not going to set up my child to be the, deciding factor i don't want to find out whether or not they're right yes no your kid can't be the science experiment i'm not that my child will not be the guinea pig um to you know to test on to see whether or not this person is ultimately a pedophile rosa or not but is there do you think there's a way for them to get what is it called law enforcement or to sue the school um i don't know I don't know. I don't know it well enough. I don't know the law well enough to say that. But I just feel as though it's completely inappropriate. I personally feel that children shouldn't. Children and adults can't be friends um, in the way that you and I are friends because they don't have the mental capacity. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I don't know if it's making sense. They don't have, um, we're just not on equal playing fields. We're not, this is a child and I'm an adult. So how could I consider a child a friend? You know what I'm saying? I, I would want any child in my care to have trust in me, to be comfortable with me if they need anything. Um, but ultimately, I am an authority figure and they are a child. So, yeah. Um, so I hear you. Right. And I want to agree with you, 
but I guess I have to pose this situation, right? I was speaking to a friend, and I'm just going to say mom A and mom B, yeah? Yeah. So I was talking to a friend, and she has a child, and so mom A is my friend. She has a child, and mom B has a child. They both have single children, right? And they were having a conversation one day, and they agreed to be each other's friend's kid wait each other's kids friends right because they were saying that kids need a trusted adult that they feel that they're friends with like not kids teenagers which in my eyes are still kids but teenagers need a trusted adult to go to um, that's not their parent because they have these issues that sometimes they feel embarrassed or scared to go to their parents for, and they want their kid to have that trust. They kind of want to facilitate who that trusted adult is going to be. Mm -hmm. How do you feel I about mean, kids and, and adult friendships kind of in that situation? Um, I think... I don't know that I would, I, I don't know that I would, by my definition, um, consider, like, call that a friendship. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that for all intents and purposes, which is the intents and purpose being what you just described, mm -hmm. it is a friendship, but in all of reality, it is not an adult friendship. So you're is, saying like genuine adult friendships between right, kids right. and adults are inappropriate. Yes. You know, I find that I agree where like I can't it's 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 just it's it's grooming. I can't I it's, can't it's giving it's groomy. Well, to me. what happened to that little girl in that article, 100% is grooming. That teacher, in my opinion, that teacher had no intentions of being that kid's friend, right? That teacher had intentions He was of, gaining her mm -hmm. trust. Yes. He was gaining... Don't call my kid a nickname. Especially one that references her butt. Her Yeah, her body. Her, any body parts. Mm-hmm. I agree, oh. actually. Don't call my kid any nicknames. Don't, don't, teachers should not be kids' friends, right? Um, you are in a position Agreed. of authority. Yeah, you're in a position of authority. And that little girl should have felt, in, in Okay, oh, I'm stumbling over my words because I feel so passionate. And you know when you have so much to say? that The parents of that, that little girl, I think all of us need to have, all parents need to have conversations with their kids, boy, girl, he, she, they, whatever, um, mm -hmm. about grooming. I've had, my kid is 10, she's about to be 11. I've had conversations with her about grooming for years now in, in a very child-appropriate way where we talk about exactly that you are not friends with adults, right? That that's right. you shouldn't be friends with adults. Um, if you feel like someone makes you feel a certain way, um, where you feel like icky or whatever, come to me, right? I've given her examples of grooming. I literally walked down the block with her one time, and we were. 
I don't want to say we were playing a game, but we were going back and forth where I was like, okay, is this grooming or is this not grooming? And I'd give her scenarios and she'd say, oh yeah, that, that's definitely grooming. And I'd be like, okay, why? And she would have, oh God, what is happening over there? It's just sound. Sorry, I'm just, I'm typing something. <laughs> so I think it's, it's fair to get it out of the way that you have a full-time job and I kind of catch you in moments where you're at work and um, yeah. luckily you're able to multitask. But yeah, so... There's going to be times where there's funny sounds because you are working. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. But it was like really loud. Um, I have, so I, this is a sidebar. Mm -hmm. I like those old school, really click clackety keyboards. Is that weird? I hate sound. I I don't know why it soothes me. I, oh. It's very weird. I feel like I'm being so much more productive when I'm making all this noise. <laughs> Sound? I don't know if it's my... I don't know if I... My brain processes sound in such an extreme way where sometimes I literally... Last night's a perfect example of this. Julio and Nina, I was laying in between Julio and, and Nina and we were watching Abbott Elementary and... I freaking love that show. Julio loves it. Athena loves it. And Julio was explaining something to me and I couldn't get it. I have no idea why, but I couldn't even really process what he was saying because his voice in that moment was so deep that it felt like it was rattling my brain. And I was like, oh my God, I can't, I, I, I literally can't even hear what you're saying right now because the bass in your voice is hurting my head. Like, sound is so um, triggering for, I don't know, what, I don't know, I just, sound is hard for me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But I, what was I, I saying? Just, I think, I think you could call it a friendship if, if you want to have that confidence with, with kids, but I, in all reality, I just have, I've just, I just know that. I feel like it, it might be, it's all about the intent mm -hmm. um, behind it, why, why you're calling it a friendship, right? Mm -hmm. um, um, hold on, I'm burning my pizza. Hold on, I have to take it off the air fryer. Hold on, hold on. I have to take my pizza out the air fryer. I'm burning it. Hold on. All right, so you were saying it was about your intent. It's mm -hmm. about the intent. You mm -hmm. know, like you see how you're, they're identifying what this is ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not, it's not an adult coming in to create, to show special attention to, to one child and then develop a relationship with that child. That makes me question, okay, what are you doing? Like, why? What do you want here? Yeah, I, I struggle. I struggle with it because I just don't know, right? I can't be friends with my kids' friends because I it 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 makes me uncomfortable. It makes me it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not the I'm not their caregiver. Right. I'm not their mom. Right. I'm not their mom. I'm not. I I mean I am their caregiver sometimes when they're in my house and I'm making sure they stay alive. You know, but. I can't be my kids' friends because it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel genuine or right. Um, I also feel like if 
a kid came to me and said, hey, you know, this and this and this happened and it felt unsafe and I'm confiding in you because you, I see you as a friend, I feel an obligation to go to that kid's parents. Right. And then the ball is in their court. Like, it's right. not, I don't want to say not my problem, but. It's I not mean, my place. It's not my place. Absolutely. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautifully put. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's not my my place, and I absolutely think that if a kid is in trouble, they need their parents. If their parents are the one that is the reason for the trouble, right, then that's a different story. Then there's different outlets that you have to go through. I think that the parents of that little girl from that article need to hire a lawyer. They need to contact, like, the police. I think that I feel like, I mean, yes, absolutely remove your child from the situation. But also, secondly, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that this teacher is still in care of little children. Mm-hmm. And I would I would do the absolute most. I totally agree with if that. I see something, I'm going to make a stink. Mm-hmm. I, I actually totally agree because with that. Because how many children out there, how many stories haven't we heard of little children who were abused or killed or anything and somebody guaranteed somebody somewhere could have said or done something about their behavior and how they felt about it you know somebody somewhere saw something it's not it's not enough to say oh not my place not my problem Mm -hmm. you know it's not it's not fair because these children can't do that i totally agree i feel like (laughs) Sorry. I feel like we're talking about such a heavy topic and the click clacking comes out. I'm like, (laughs) Um, no, I totally agree. I feel, and then what sucks is that that kid literally doesn't even know that they were potentially a victim. Do you know what I mean? Right. Also, it just brings, you know, it, it it makes me question, are there any other children who... No, there absolutely is. Um, maybe didn't say anything? And that is why, as parents, we need to have... I Oh my God, I'm so frustrated. I'm also on freaking espresso. So, you know, I have like really big emotions when I drink coffee. But I have such a strong opinion about this. I think parents try to shelter their kids too much. And obviously, like you parent your kid the way you think is going to be best. But I've come across so many people that will not give their kids some information because they're they're like, well, I just don't want to ruin it for them yet. Like life is going to kick them in the face when they're older. Right now they can be little and innocent. And I'm like, yeah, they totally can. However... Mm-hmm. the world is already a place where bad things happen whether it's they like are aware I, I of it or not, not i'm not telling them a ghost story <laughs> yeah it, this is not fictional I, it's not made up yeah exactly so if i 
have to tell my kid at eight years old, not tell her, but if I have to have a conversation with my kid and inform her and educate her about what grooming looks like, uh, educate her that you are a child and children do not have friendships with adults. If I have to sit there and tell her, hey, um, give her scenarios and say, hey, is this grooming? Is this not grooming? To protect my kid, I'm I'm absolutely 100% going to do that, right? If the next person doesn't want to, that is 100% your prerogative. You you can talk to your kids the way that you feel is the best for them to be spoken to. You can help them in the way that you think is going to get them through life in a healthy way. I commend you. This is just how I think it is best for me and my family, right? I have fear around this. And whilst I don't want to instill a ton of fear in my kid, I want her to be vigilant. Right. Right. I don't want her. I hover over my kid like a damn hawk. (laughs) You know what you don't want? You don't want, I don't, anyway. You know what I don't want? I don't want to have to take care of a problem after it happens. Oh, I don't want to find out. Yeah. I don't want to fuck around and find out. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not. (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally agree. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. I don't want to have to deal with the aftermath. Right. You know, I spent... I don't want to get too personal. I won't say too much, but I... You know, I feel as though I didn't recover fully from my childhood until my 33rd year of life, which was literally this year. Mm -hmm. And I think that you as the closest person to me know that. And a part of that was a lot of things that could have been nipped in the bud 20, 25 years ago had the adults in my life simply said something, had somebody just had my back. Because as a child, you are terrified Mm -hmm. and you rationalize things in a different way, not an adult way because you're not an adult, you're a baby. So you're in fear and this person of authority is grooming you and you think that it's correct because this person is an authority. This person is an adult. You needed a a safe space. You needed your parents to be a safe space for you to be not, able... Not even just parents. Family members, mm-hmm. um, friends, teachers. There were signs, you know, and I, and I, I believe that teachers... Um, specifically have a huge responsibility mm-hmm. and not only that right um they have a huge responsibility but in addition to that it's a responsibility that they've taken on by choice and it's crazy that there are people in the world who have chosen this profession to fulfill some sick, twisted agenda for themselves. And that is terrifying. It makes you want to roll your kid up in a ball and put them in your pocket, to be honest. It's 
terrifying. That yeah. It, it just makes you think, you know, this stuff is happening around us. Mm-hmm. I guess I have a, a question, right? Because um, you said that adults and children shouldn't be friends. Do you think it would have benefited you if you had an adult friend at that time in your life? Yeah, I think so. I think that there has there is balance to be had um, uh, with your relationships with the children in your care, mm-hmm. and then there was no balance um, for me with my mother specifically. It was you. We grew up in a very respect your elders centric, um, like philosophy where kids kids were kids and kids were to be seen and not heard mm-hmm. um and i think you would agree with that um i think it's so, also important to point out that you are latina and so you did grow up in uh in an environment that i think a lot of latin people a lot of latin millennials specifically grew up in mm-hmm. and so you know before we went out even to say we were visiting somebody else's house we were read our rights like yeah you know our parents read us you are not to touch anything you are not to ask to use the bathroom you are not to say that you're hungry you are you know you were basically to go to this place and sit there like a statue mm-hmm. and they really did instill the fear of god in us so so if you know, you're raised, you're raised in just such fear. There is no balance. There is no, you know what? I'm your parent. I'm the disciplinarian, but also I am here to guide you and protect you. And if there is anything that you need to say to me, anything, you know, anything at all, um, you come to me. But we were just so afraid of our parents that, that was there that safe space didn't exist and i did not have a single adult in my life that that safe space existed with okay where good so i don't know if i would call it a friendship so i think i understand what you're saying and i want you to um correct me if i'm wrong you're not saying that you think that adults and children should have friendships you're saying that parents and their children should have a relationship that is mutually respect there's mutual respect and your children understand that you have their best interest in mind and that you actually want to hear from them but in order for that to happen parents can't parent on fear they need to parent on mutual respect Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying or no? Um, I'm processing. Mm, okay. Yes, I, I yeah, yeah. Because it if was... your mom showed you respect as a human being, not as a child or there's as actually, a woman, there's this actually a fuck, well messed up story that I have um, of a cousin, a second cousin to my mother, who died. Um, at the age of 16, because this was years and years and years ago when my mom was growing up, it turned out that this girl had a mass in her brain. 
Um, and she was complaining to her parents that she had this, she would have these headaches and they would brush her off and say, you're a kid. Why would your head hurt? And the girl died of, of, whatever it was, I don't know the exact thing, but she did end up having a mass in her brain. Um, when she was autopsied, they found that she had a mass in her brain and she had been complaining of headaches and they brushed her off because you're a kid. And what what headache could you possibly have? What could you possibly be tired of? You know, that was the attitude with, with me even growing up. What problems could you possibly have? And... It's just, I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I think it is a cultural thing. I think that's really interesting because I think that as parents, millennials as parents specifically, right, we are trying to figure out a way to show our kids respect, right, to gain the respect of our children, to give them fun and um fulfilling experiences to also kind of like survive in a way I don't want to use the word survive but to also exist in a way where we have an identity apart from our children right to where we're trying to do all of these things so one of the stories that I actually recorded for Patreon in a in a singular episode just by myself is talking very much about um this woman like getting feeling like she's been ditched because she has kids now. Um, And that's not what I thought happened. So if you guys want to hear that, you can go to Patreon and listen to it. But basically what I'm saying is we're doing all of these things as millennial parents because of the experiences that we've had with our parents and they had with their parents or we've had with our grandparents. Like, for example, my grandmother raised me, right? So for all intents and purposes, my grandmother is – I mean, I call her mommy. Like, she's my mama. I love her. She's nuts. <laughs> she's crazy. She, you know, parent, she raised me in a way that I think was extremely aggressive and not necessary because I was a good kid. And so, yeah, I have some things going on in my own brain from that. But we're trying to figure out ways to parent our kids that. I think the perfect way we've, you and I have said before is how do I give my children all of the information that I have, right, the life lessons that I have without the trauma that was associated with it for me to gain that knowledge? Right. Right. How do I avoid my kids having to learn the hard way? I, well, my kid, I have a singular kid, but the, like, not having, like, having to just learning a lesson without getting slapped around or yelled at or embarrassed by an adult. Um, I, I just think, I don't know, there's a or better way. Or hurt by an adult, right? Right, right. Because we were talking about this little girl who she could have potentially been severely hurt and traumatized by this teacher and then she would have had information right life lessons learned from that in a way that she absolutely did not need to experience right right and thank goodness for her parents going through her stuff and reading it and seeing like this is not right and it's it's they avoided 
a traumatic situation for this kid. Oh, they dodged a goddamn grenade. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's you asked like, yeah, like how do we do that? Girl, I think honestly, sometimes it this keeps me up at night, right? Conversations, talking to them, listening to them. I think one of the most important things that was never ever done for us as children, nobody listened to us. Nope. I was constantly yelled at because I was a very emotional girl. I was always crying. Uh, I mean, albeit I was a drama queen. I think a lot of the things that I cried over um, were extra. Like I didn't need to be crying over those things. But if you take if you take the the whole picture, I mean, I guess there were other factors playing into why I was the way I was but I was yelled at for crying constantly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was yelled at to stop crying stop crying all the damn time yeah nobody wanted to listen to us as children I I just yesterday um my daughter was having some emotions and I caught myself feeling or rather I caught myself um starting to dismiss her feelings because I thought they were just unnecessary and I literally stopped and I looked at her and I said you're having some big feelings right now you're having some big emotions right now are you do you want to talk about it and she looked at me and she was like no not right now I said okay I don't want to dismiss how you're feeling I don't know why you're feeling this way when you're ready I'll be here to listen to you. If you want to go process that in the shower, if you want to just lay in your bed and listen to music, if you want to read a book, you're totally free to do that right now. But if you just want me to give you a hug and a long hug and you just cry or feel or whatever and you don't want to tell me what it is, that's okay too. And that made her feel a lot better. She ended up just going to take a shower and then cleaning up her room. I have absolutely no idea why she was feeling this way. She still hasn't told me, you know, I brought it up and she's just like, oh, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. But she was able to at least process it. And I hope she felt like I acknowledged that I understood that she was having emotions and that is totally okay. And if you want to talk to me about it, I am here, you know, Mm -hmm. but nobody did that for me as a child I was and it's very similar so I'm Puerto Rican and do you want to tell a little bit about your background my dad is Puerto Rican my mother is Honduran I was raised fully by my Honduran mother yeah and so I'm Puerto Rican I was raised by my fully Puerto Rican grandmother and I was told very similar things right if we went to someone's me and my grandmother used to visit her brother's house all the time and I was I sat in this one chair I wasn't allowed to say I needed to use the bathroom or that I was hungry or nothing or even talk right it's that whole children should be um not even seen not even seen become invisible yeah like I have to I have a responsibility for you and I have to tote you around with me but I don't really want you here so we're gonna leave you here while we're you know chit-chatting and having coffee in the kitchen I don't want to see you I don't want to hear you don't complain about anything I don't care if you're hungry I don't care if you need to use the bathroom sit there you know and I would literally spend hours of my life just sitting still in other people's homes or in, in places and not 
being allowed to do anything, yeah. right? So, but it nobody wanted to hear anything that I had to say f- for anything. Nobody cared if I had emotions, right? Nobody cared if any. So why would you feel comfortable going to an adult that you already feel is dismissive of you in regular everyday life things? Why would you feel comfortable going to an adult to tell them that something really big and really bad is happening to you or that you feel may happen to you? This is what we need. This is what we're trying to avoid as millennial parents with our children. Right. Right. I was one time, um, one time I remember I went to someone's house and they made bacalao, which if you don't know, it's a fish, which I actually like right now. Like I, as an adult, I like it, Mm -hmm. but they made this white rice with this orange bacalao. Yeah, it's codfish. Codfish, yes. And I was forced to, I did not like it. I didn't like the smell of it. I didn't want to eat it. And um, out of fear, I was forced to, I, well, I was told to sit there and eat. And I sat there and ate that food that I didn't want to eat. And I had to force myself to swallow. You know, when you, you, you're, you know when, like, you're eating something and you don't want to eat anymore and your throat just, like, cl- closes it? Like, I don't know. Like, you can't swallow. Like, your mm-hmm. body is, like, re- rejecting it. Mm-hmm. That is how I felt. But I sat there and I force-fed my face with that rice and bacalao um, out of straight-up beer because I would have gotten it if I didn't. So that was the situation. Yeah. That was the life. That was how we lived. Mm-hmm. A very similar, not a very similar thing, but something similar happened to me too. I didn't like hot dogs growing up for multiple reasons. First of all, I guess when I was whatever age is when we were all starting to hear like that hot dogs were made of rejected <laughs> rejected meat. And I was like, mm, I don't want that. But also I actually genuinely didn't like the smell or the taste of hot dogs. Like hot dogs smell like the water when you were boiling it. It made Oops. me really sick. And my dad's girlfriend at the time, she was making hot dogs for her son, my brother. And I was like, oh, I I don't want that. I lived across the street with my grandmother. And I was like, I'm going to go home. You know, like it's common sense. In my brain, I don't want that. That is what you're having for lunch. I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat not this. And she was like, no, this is what you're going to eat. And she put it in front of me, and I swear to God, Rosa, it was almost out of a freaking movie scene. I bit the hot dog, chewed the hot dog, swallowed the hot dog, threw up. Mm-hmm. There was, like, no resting period of the food in my stomach. There was, like, no um, – I didn't get halfway through the hot dog. I got one bite in, and I threw up the hot dog, and she laughed at me and almost tried to make me eat the rest of the hot dog when my dad was like – Mm, I think not, you know? Good. I mean, actually, Crystal, of all the stories I've heard about your childhood, this is the first one that I've heard him stand up for you. Um, He's not innocent in this, and I actually feel a little bit bad talking about him because he's probably going to listen to these podcasts, but he's not innocent in this. One time, he, I was at their house, and he made breakfast, and he made um, 
well, he didn't make breakfast. He put cereal in a bowl with milk, right? Um, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's still breakfast. It's breakfast. I mean, my dad's a great cook, and he did make some really amazing things that I had eaten, you know, throughout my life. But in this particular story, he put cereal in a bowl with milk for the kids. And I, it was like cornflakes or something. And I don't know if you remember, but cornflakes was not it when you were a kid. Like when I was a kid, it was like, this is, it's, there's no sugar in it and it's disgusting, whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't want this. I wanted um, frosted flakes. And he literally hit the bowl across the room like he smacked it and it flew across the room and smashed into the wall and there was cereal and milk everywhere and he yelled at me he was like you eat what i give you so he's not innocent in this yeah he didn't create an environment in which i felt safe talking to him either you know yeah he was not okay i mean okay let me just clarify so i i i i know i'm sure he has his flaws but what i was saying is i do i'm i'm happy to hear that he that you at least have um, that memory of him sticking up for you. Yeah, I mean, I threw up all over the table. And not letting her <laughs> force feed you this hot. I mean, it's now that I'm actually elaborating, it's not that. It's, it's not, not extravagant. That, yeah, he didn't really do anything, but you got to take what you can get. <laughs> do I? I really actually disagree with that. I feel like parents in your, in the children's eyes, parents should be extraordinary. And I grew up feeling, uh, I think actually when I was like a little girl, my dad really was extraordinary to me. He's, my dad's a very tall man and he tells me stories that he would pick me up and I would call him like my Superman or superhero or something like that. He always had really big muscles in his arms, right? And I would ask him to put up his monsters and like squeeze his muscles. And I love hearing those stories. But I can't remember those things, right? I don't, I grew up not thinking that any adult in my life, you okay over there? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Some papers. Um, I grew up not thinking that any adult in my life was extraordinary. Actually, it was the complete opposite. I, str- I, I love my grandmother, right? English is her second language, okay? I grew up getting, oh God, I grew up feeling like my grandmother was bananas, right? Love her. I love her so much. I really, really love my grandmother. Um, I don't know if... Other people will wonder, like, oh, my God, she was so crazy. Why do you love her? My grandmother raised me, right? And to me, there's something special in that. But I grew up thinking she was absolutely bananas. I was terrified of my dad. His girlfriend at the time, and to me still is, the ab- she is the devil walking on earth, okay? That is my memory of her. She was never a good person to me. She never treated me well. She never, in my opinion, loved me. She was never someone that I felt that I could go to. Actually, the complete opposite. I think that if I were to have told her anything, she would use that information to try and destroy me as a person, you know? Yeah. And I just feel like that is not... That kind of environment is what harbors children to do things in secret. And when you're trying to raise a child and keep them safe from predators or some of the bad things that happen in life, or even 
teenage stupidity, right? When you want them to come to you when there is an issue with uh, with them being teenagers and you are like, listen, I can totally help you out with this. No judgment or maybe a little judgment, but you might get in trouble for it later. But while we're going through the mud, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to have your back. You can't be scary. You can't be crazy. And you can't be the walking she devil on earth. Right. There needs to be a level of love and trust. I love my dad now. We have a good relationship, a a decent relationship now. I think he is a better um, friend to me and dad to me as an adult than he was as me as a child, right? But I never felt like I could go to him for anything. I never felt I can go to my grandmother for anything. Actually, I used to spend a lot of time hidden in my room in my teenage years, and my grandmother would make comments like, I don't even know you. And it was that was by design because I didn't want them to know me. I was always judged. I was told – my grandmother would flat out tell me that I was ugly. Yeah. That is an ego boost, right? Right, right. <laughs> so if something – bad did happen in my life I those were not the people I were going to I was going to my other friends right right I was always I I was always very insecure about my body because of my mother my mother was always talking about how god awfully skinny I was Mm -hmm. um and I always hated my body so you know, these people taught us to hate ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I do love her. I really do. There has I to be th- some sort of like scientific explanation for yeah. why we love these people that when we were children, we couldn't trust with a, to keep a pencil safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were unfit. I think they were ill-equipped. Yeah. Like, I know for a fact that my dad had a rough childhood. Right. And I know for a fact that my grandmother had a rough childhood. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you took somebody with no tools, raised someone else with no tools, Right that person wasn't given tools and they had to try and collect from wherever they could salvage in their life, right? My dad my dad didn't even really grow up with his mom, sort of. He grew up with his aunt and his uncle, right? And they were also ill-equipped. Right. And then raising my my siblings and I, I think my I think what came out of my dad's mouth I think the message of do what I say and not what I do is so stupid and my dad would say this to me all of the time and I had always like I've always pushed back on that sentiment in my own brain because lead by example Don't sit here and tell me that I need to be a good person, but you're not. Or don't tell me that I need to be doing X, Y, and Z, and you're doing, you know, A, B, C. Uh If you want me – so, for example, I don't want Athena walking around cursing at 10 years old. So I do not curse in front of my child. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And people vehemently disagree with that. They're like, oh, it's out there. They're going to hear it anyway. So we might as well introduce it to them in. And I love that for them. I think that if that's what you want to do, then you do that. I'm not telling you not to. I don't. Right. If yeah. I want Athena to be kind to people, I'm kind to people. Right. If I want Athena to eat vegetables, I eat vegetables. Right. I I feel like leading by example is far more beneficial for a child than saying, here is the right thing to do, now do it, even though I'm not going to do it. Right. Right. I feel like we've gotten so far off tangent from the original point. <laughs> well, the original point is that friends, te- parents, or adults should not necessarily be friends with children. But parents need to create a safe space where children feel comfortable enough to come to them. And if and if you want to call that friendship, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Rosa, this is like a full episode with no reading of Reddit story or anything. And I feel like, I don't know, I hope that... I feel like accomplished because <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been very supportive of you. No, I disagree. Or, or like available. You've just been busy. Yeah. And yeah, but... I love this conversation. I think it's an important conversation. I think it's something that people, that all parents should be talking about with each other as parents. I feel like as a parent, you can sometimes feel so unsupported if you um, don't get out there and create a network for yourself. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Um, I struggle with networks. Mm. But. It's because my personality is, I I am not very outgoing in that sense as, as far as like meeting people and blah blah blah. But what? you took the step to get therapy, and I feel like that in itself is you're working on self development in that way to help you be better in your own brain for your child too. Mm-hmm. So I think that in itself is a sort of a network. And you have me, and I love you. I love you, too. I really do have you. I feel grateful for that. I'm grateful for you, too.